Well, hey friends, I am back. I'm sitting over here in my podcasting corner in the office, and it's been a while. I believe this is the longest break I've taken from recording a new episode since I started this podcast back in 2019. And so I wanted to give you a little update on what I've been thinking and what I've been doing and where I plan to take this podcast and my brand and myself after I've had a little time to reflect and think. So I think you'll find this interesting and very applicable to where you're at potentially in your own life as well. You're listening to the Old Fashioned On Purpose podcast, where ambitious people master the art of returning to their roots. Have you found yourself disenchanted with society or wishing you could opt out of the rat race? Perhaps you're craving a life that's meaningful and tangible, a life where you can create and produce instead of merely consume. I'm Jill Winger, best-selling author and longtime homesteader. Over the last 10 years, I've helped thousands of families create more connection, grow amazing organic food, and find the ultimate fulfillment through an old-fashioned lifestyle. And I can do the same for you. Now, on to our episode. So basically, I took the month of August off. And for a number of reasons, the main reason being as the summer progressed this year, you know, it started out May. May is always crazy. There's brandings, there's horse shows, you're finishing school, everybody's graduating, everyone's planning summer vacations, blah, blah, blah. May always kicks my butt. But I never felt like I recovered from that. And then I went into June and July and we had fair and we had a clinic here and so much. We had the soda fountain, which was a whole new can of worms that we've never had to deal with during a summer. I just started to feel super burned out. And I was still doing all of my online stuff, you know, two podcast episodes a week and videos and newsletters and the whole nine yards. But I just started to get very resentful of it, very sour. And one thing I know about myself is when I start to resent something, it's usually because I'm doing it out of obligation versus out of really wanting to do it. And my personal rule is, is like, you know, especially when it comes to my businesses or when I say yes to something, I I really want it to be a heck yes. I want my gut to be all in before I am committing to doing it. So I had to step back. It kind of scared me a little bit, to be honest, because I have hardly ever felt like that in my business. I always look forward to creating what I create. And it scared me that I was really disliking it. So I, I sat there and I'm like, oh man, am I losing my touch? Am I losing my spunk? Like what's happening? And I talked to Christian about it and I talked to my business coach about it. And they're like, you know what? You need a break. And, you know, me being me, I fought that initially, but I'm like, you know what? You're right. I, my, my gut was telling me I needed to, to step away. I needed to give myself time to think. I wasn't giving myself time to process. I just was go, go, go. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to do something I've never done. I'm going to stop creating content for a month. I'm just going to be a normal person. And that's what I did. And going into it, I didn't know what I would be at the end on the other side. I didn't know if I'd feel like coming back to creation. I just kind of left it open-ended and gave myself some space. Um, it was funny. The, fir- the thing I kept telling Christian is I'm like, I just want to be a normal mom for a while. I don't want to be a mom who's cooking, cleaning, laundry, plus running a full-time multiple businesses. I just want to be a mom whose main 
job for the day is laundry and dishes. And so I, I let myself do that for a month. The first week, um, I was so blissfully enjoying dishes and laundry and just not having to worry about bouncing from the kitchen to the computer, to the kitchen, to the podcast studio. Like I could just do one thing. Like it felt amazing. And then on week two, because I'm a very, um, hotly wired person, I started to miss creation and I started to miss um, having more input in my life and doing bigger things. And so that was a good sign because I knew it was coming back. It was coming back. I hadn't lost it forever. And so I fed my brain with lots of good books and good conversations and lots of journaling and lots of note taking. And I started to be able to finally sort through um, my thoughts and and where I needed to take things. And so um, in essence, I think my biggest takeaway from that period of of thinking now that I'm kind of back in the groove and I'm feeling refreshed is that it's time for me to reintroduce, reintroduce myself to you guys a little bit because I have changed quite a bit, uh, especially from the time when I started the Prairie Homestead, my little blog back in 2010. And you guys, some of you listened to that season where I shared that story, but I think subconsciously I'd kind of been keeping myself in that box and forcing myself to kind of stay in that lane a little bit. And it was kind of, it was kind of bugging me, but, um, the background is when I started the Prairie Homestead, 2010, I was a brand new mom, had a little baby, just me and Mesa at the time. And I was really struggling to find my place. I had thought I would be in the horse industry. That was my plan for a while. And then I went in to be a vet tech, which I thought was a blast. You know, I was playing with cows and horses and all the animals. And then I knew I was supposed to be a stay-at-home mom. And I didn't want to go put my kid in daycare and go to work. But I also didn't know what to do with myself being at home all day. And there's nothing wrong when you're called to, to be a mom and that's your main objective. And that was really important to me, but I just knew that I was also supposed to be doing something else and I didn't quite know what it was. And I was going a little bit stir crazy. And what it reminds me of when I think about back to that period of my life, have you ever seen like a working dog, like a border collie? And if you keep them tied up or in a little yard all day, they like go crazy and they develop these weird, um, obsessions like with the doors opening or they like chew through their legs or like not really but they go crazy like they just lose their minds because they're meant to do they're meant to work they're meant to go hard and fast and when you don't let them do that they lose it that's kind of what I was doing like I was obsessively cleaning the house and I was loving being a mom and loving being with Mesa but I needed a little bit more and so I needed that purpose and that meaning and I found it and and homesteading was it Homesteading was the thing that brought me purpose and meaning and inspiration, and it was my solace for those years. And it still is. 11 years down the road, it still is so crucially important to me, and it keeps me balanced and centered and grounded, not to mention it, it gives us a healthier lifestyle and an amazing childhood for my kids, and, you know, the list goes on. But... One of my revelations over the last month or so is that there's a lot more to me now. And homesteading inadvertently caused our property to expand and our, the amount of farm animals we have to expand, but it also caused something else to expand, us. Christian and I grew up a lot from pushing ourselves 
through homesteading. And it's the same type of growth that happens when you start your own business or you um, go to school. Like it's, it causes you to get out of your comfort zone and learn new things and um, be in new experiences. And it makes you grow as a person. And that's a beautiful thing. And so now you fast forward to, to 2021. I'm still a homeschool mom of three who cans and gardens. And I do so many of the same things I did back then. In fact, um, I still use my same ball blue book for my canning. Sometimes I don't want to get a new one because in that ball blue book, I have my notes from when I was that young mom learning how to can tomatoes. And every time I open up that stained paperback, I have all those memories of who I was and where I came from. And it's really special to me. So I'm still that person still using the same ball blue book, but I'm also a businesswoman. And like, Krista and I are real business people now. It didn't start out as real business people. We were just doing it as a hobby, but like we're legit. You know, we we are. Um, our businesses support us and so much more. We're serial entrepreneurs. We own a restaurant now. Of course, that's a new deal, but it's still a deal. Um, we have our herd of grass-fed beef cattle, which was just a pipe dream back in 2010. Never thought we would be able to swing that. Actually just started shipping the beef out um, a couple weeks ago. I finally got the website up. Genuinebeef.com. No, genuinebeefco.com. Oh gosh, I don't even know my own URL. I'll put the link in the show notes. (laughs) If you want to order some beef, go there. I'll put the link down there. Anyway, um, so we have that going. I also have courses and books and videos and all sorts of things. I coach entrepreneurs. I coach homesteaders. I'm a horsewoman. I love reading books and I don't actually read a lot of books about homesteading. Everyone assumes that I'm just reading homesteading books. And I'm like, no guys, I'm reading books about history and faith and religion and psychology and marketing and personal development. Like I'm just a lot bigger than just a homesteader and I've grown and I've expanded and matured. And I think that is why things on my homesteading platforms just haven't felt right for me for the last little while. And I think that's why I've felt uninspired because I keep trying to force myself back into the box of who I was without honoring who I've become. And I do a better job of honoring that in person, if that makes sense. But the way I show up online is still pretty 2010. And it was feeling um, there was a disconnect there and it didn't feel good, right? Just something felt off. And I, I know now that's why, because I'm not that same person anymore. And I have up-leveled and grown a lot, and I'm still shifting and growing and maturing. So all of that to say, long story short, I'm going to be making some changes. I'm going to be showing up a little bit differently. Um, And this is what that looks like, because I want you guys to kind of know the story behind this. I'm still going to be sharing homesteading and gardening and canning and all those things, but I'm also going to be broadening my horizons a little bit. Basically, I want to start talking more about the things that I talk about with Christian over the dinner table or when I that I talk about with my close friends and really digging into a topic, the things that light me up and excite me. Like, spoiler alert, when I'm with my friends, we don't talk about canning tomatoes the whole time. Like that might be a part of it, but we talk about a lot of other big things, things that are happening in the world and things that are important to us and topics we're wrestling with and I don't know. I want to share more of that side of me instead of just being homestead Jill all the time. And I've just noticed that when, you know, when I put myself back into that homestead only box or other people try to put me in that box, like it makes me fiery. (laughs) Like it makes me feel like I want to kick out of the box. Like, let me out. This is a part of me, but this is not 
who I am as a whole. Um, even just the other day, someone, and they weren't saying this in a spiteful or mean way at all. <clears throat> they were, they were just saying it in an in innocent way, but they said something about, well, I don't understand why you bought a restaurant. That's not very homesteader. doesn't fit the homestead lifestyle. And I instantly was like, yes, it does because it's about community. And even if it didn't, I don't have to only fit a homestead lifestyle. Like who says I, I have to fit some stereotype? Who's making the stereotypes? I make my own rules. Like if I want to be a homesteader who owns a restaurant, I can do that. And so can you. And so can anybody. And I'm just a little bit tired. You can tell I'm a little triggered. You see, <laughs> I got a little wound up. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm losing my voice. <clears throat> but I get a little wound up when people are like, you can't do this because you're a homesteader. And you have to do this, 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 or dress this way and eat this way and think this way if you're a homesteader. No. Like, you don't have to fit into a box. And I'm a little tired of, I think it's self-induced, but I don't want to be in that box anymore. I'm a homesteader, but I'm also a lot of other things. So you're going to see me bring some bigger topics into this podcast, into my social media channels, into my YouTube videos. I see the type of people that are homesteaders, the type of people who are drawn to this lifestyle as being unique for a couple different reasons. They tend to be fiercely independent. They tend to take high levels of personal responsibility in their life. They tend to believe in freedom. They tend to choose doing hard things on purpose, but they know those hard things have good results. Um, and there's other factors, but those are the people that I love. And when I think about my favorite people in my life, those are the ones that I seek out. And when you have those characteristics, it makes you usually a homesteader because you care about your food and you care about your health, but it also can mean that you're an entrepreneur and maybe you're drawn to alternative forms of education to help you think outside the box or you help your kids think outside the box. And so I feel like some of those tenants that make up the homesteading culture really also apply well into other areas. And when I think about Christian and I's life as a whole, the, the hallmark of it, the, the um, stake in the ground is that whenever we have opted out of a traditional societal system, like the type of systems that everyone just assumes they have to do without thinking, whenever we've opted out of that and blazed our own path, that's when things get really good. And I want to share more of that thought process and explore more of those ideas here on my platform. So you'll see more of that. Um, I also, along with that, feel like things are getting more interesting. <laughs> Is that the word? I don't know. <clears throat> more interesting than they ever have in my lifetime. And I think more interesting than they have been in quite some time. Um, as far as rights and freedoms and choices and bodily autonomy. And I've always been very much adverse to being political online, to giving any hint of really what my standards are on some of those areas online. And I have no desire moving forward to be political or to be controversial for the sake of being controversial to get clicks or likes. Like I despise that mentality on social media. But I do feel like it's time for me to speak out and be a little bolder in some of these areas. Again, not in a political sense. <clears throat> I feel like, honestly, the political parties in the U.S. at least are basically two sides of the same coin, honestly, when you really think about it. So I don't have a desire to align 
with either one of them, but I feel like there's some really important issues happening right now in terms of choice and freedoms that um, we need to speak out on. So you'll see me maybe a little bolder than before. And some of you might not like that. And that's okay. You don't have to like it if you feel more comfortable in following. Um, I, I get it. That's fine. I've been dipping my toes in these waters over on Instagram. Some of you may have noticed. And it's been fascinating just to see the response and the people who are the people I meant to speak to and the people I meant to serve drawing in closer. Um, so it's always scary to, to take a stand, but it also feels really amazing. And I know deep in my gut, that's what I'm supposed to do. So you'll see those changes. And then the other piece of this is that I might be creating slightly less content than I used to. Um, that feels really big and really scary for me. Because for the last 10 years, I have been a literal machine in producing a newsletter every week, two to three podcasts a week, a video every week, regular blog posts, regular social posts. Like I just do it like the Energizer Bunny. And I'm really leaning, I think, into this next season. And I like this idea of quality versus quantity. And I want to get off personally a little bit of feeling like I'm a hamster on a wheel, creating these pieces of content, creating, 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 just for the sake of creating. I want to make sure what I'm creating really resonates with both me and you. So you might not see a video every week. You might not see two podcasts a week. It might just be one. Uh, the emails might be a little sporadic. And honestly, in the terms of the online business rule book, that's breaking some rules just a little bit. Usually the rule is you do it on a strict interval and you never quit. And I still believe that for some businesses, that is the right advice. But for me, I need to go off the beaten path a little bit on that for right now. So I kind of feel like I said most everything I can say about some topics. You know, I, I've, I've spoke to it and spoke to it and spoke to it. And it kind of made me feel like I was just creating out of obligation just to check off the box. And I don't want to do that anymore. So I'm still going to be creating content, but when I publish something new, it's going to be something that I'm really fired up or lit up or excited about. And I'm guessing that that'll also mean that you're more excited to read, watch, or listen to it. So I just wanted to let you know, if you don't see an email from me every Wednesday, I'm okay. I'm still here. Um, you don't, you didn't get kicked off the email list. I actually had some people worried. I'm like, no, I didn't kick you off. I promise. Um, but just the intervals would be a little bit different, but I think uh, it'll be worth the wait. So whew, that's where I'm at, friends. Um, it's been a good month and a half away, a good month and a half of thinking. Um, you know, it, it makes me think whenever I go through these shifts, do you guys, you know how you know when you're when a big shift is coming? Do you guys do you guys know what I that feeling is? I hope you do. Like you just know there's an up leveling. You know, you're shedding the skin like a snake, right? You're just ready to shed that layer and grow into that next phase of who you're meant to become. And it's exciting. And I always get the same feeling and I know it's coming. I don't know what it is, but I know it's coming and it's good. Um, but you know, sometimes when we go through those growth periods, it makes other people around us a little uncomfortable. And in the past when I've grown or shifted, I've had people well-meaning of course, but say things like, Oh honey, I hope you don't change too much. Or I hope you never change. Um, and I understand the spirit in which they're saying that. But, you know, I always want to say in reply, you know what? I actually hope I do change a lot. 
And I always continue to change because I can't imagine anything more sad than never growing, never changing, never having new ideas, never saying, you know what, that thing I used to believe, that actually, I have a different perspective on that now. Like, I can't imagine anything sadder than not having those revelations. Because changing and growing doesn't mean you can't continue to operate out of integrity and loyalty and kindness and all those good attributes that you've developed over the years. But I certainly hope I will never be exactly the same person as I was two or five or 10 years ago. So that's my, uh, my spiel for you today, friends. Um, I can't remember if I said at the beginning of the episode or not, but I'm going to say it again. I did change my Instagram handle. So if you follow me and you've been following the Prairie Homestead and all of a sudden it's not there and you see Jill Winger, that is actually me. I did not get hacked. It's Jill.Winger. Um, if you want to follow me, you can. I'm still going to be sharing homesteading like just last night. Well, it won't be last night by the time you w- listen to this episode, but I did share some greenhouse stuff last night. So I'm still sharing greenhouse and food and all that, um, but also a few other things. And it's just been really freeing and awesome. And I think I've definitely found a lot of like-minded people as I've kind of shown this other part of me and the whole me online. So it's a good thing. And I hope that's inspiring for you. Um, when you're on your own journey of becoming and expanding and transforming, um, it's okay. And it's good. And it can be a little scary, but man, there's nothing better. So here's to transformation, expansion, and ultimately becoming the people we were always meant to be. Thanks for listening to this episode, friends. Um, The next episode I have coming next week is all about my homeschool curriculum. I've had a lot of questions on that. So I changed a bunch of stuff up this year. I think change is my theme for 2021 and beyond. So I did some shifting and changing on curriculum and we're having a really awesome year. Well, I mean, it's only three weeks in, but you know, we're off with a good bang. So I'll share my thought processes and all of that in the next episode. So we will talk then. Take care. (music) 